Uh, meanwhile, the Packers back in the postseason. Seven and a half point underdogs on Sunday at Dallas. Off to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined the sports zone by Cody Krupp of Fox 11 in Green Bay. And we appreciate the time, Cody. I'm sure you're in hot demand all the time, but especially this week with the Packers back in the playoffs. And uh, the Packers finished the regular season 9-8. and eight. They started the season 3-6. and six. Was there a point in the season where you started to believe that they could be a playoff team? I mean, I did, and then all of a sudden they went to New York, and they went, you know, against Tommy DeVito, and we saw what they did against them. So then <laughs> everything that they had built up until that point, it was like back to square one. It's like, all right, I know you're not, you're not mathematically eliminated, but if you're going to go get absolutely lit up by Tommy DeVito, then the next week Baker Mayfield, like it was just, it, it just felt like this point uh, that they're at right now was just never going to happen, even though. Like you said, there was some points where like, all right, you know, we're getting some, something together. Jordan Love's figuring it out. And as soon as he did, then the defense started to absolutely collapse. So there was it's, – it's absolutely been a roller coaster, but that's kind of been the last uh, two seasons, even when Rodgers was that quarterback as well. Okay, you mentioned Jordan Love. His 32 touchdown passes, second most in the NFL to Dak Prescott's 36. In what area do you think Love has improved the most during the season? I think it's just taking care of the football, first of all, like – and you watch, like, you know, anybody who just watched him on a Sunday or even Monday, too, he just is, like, it, it looks like he's so quick in his decisions. The receivers have figured things out, too, and that, that helps with how fast he's making his decisions because his receivers are in the right spot. Um, so I think, it, it, you know, it goes both ways. Like, the receivers growing and then love understanding more. Um, and I think that, the, the like, as far as Matt LaFleur, the, the head coach obviously does the play calling and, he uh, he looked like he was so unsure of himself and his play calling, and that all went back to the receivers and Jordan Love being so young. These guys just not being on the same page. And once you saw Jordan Love like feel confidence that his receivers are going to be in the right spot, he's making the right decision, taking care of the football. And Matt Lafleur is all of a sudden like this is the this play calling guru that we. You know, when they won three, 13, or had 13 win seasons three years in a row, of course they had, had Rodgers at that point. So a lot of people didn't give LaFleur his credit, but the, the offense at times like looked so good during that point. And now all of a sudden LaFleur feels like he's like kind of back into his old, uh, you know, he's confident in his play calling because he can trust it. It's literally just a chain reaction, you know, that starts with the receivers first because you can't have a good quarterback without receivers being in the right spot. And then obviously now Matt LaFleur's putting – Jordan Love in good positions to make these good decisions. So it's just been a, I mean, the confidence. I, I wouldn't say he ever lacked confidence. I think even at the beginning of the year, at least if you ask him, he'd, you know, he's a confident guy, very uh, humble, though. Like, that, that's one thing about him is he's such a good guy. And that's been great to see because he really does fit that Green Bay culture, the Wisconsin culture. But, um, yeah, I think confidence, obviously, and then – Decision-making, you know, it's just like it's, it's all grown so much. It's hard to pick one spot, but he has been so good this year for the Packers. Like, above and beyond any expectations, I think uh, any, any uh, reasonable Packer fan could have coming into the season. I promise I will get to Lafleur in the, the receiver room here momentarily. But uh, first up, sure, if, yeah. if you're the Cowboys and if you're defensive coordinator Dan Quinn, what is your approach to defend Love and the Packers' offense this week? Um, if you can shut down Aaron Jones um, the last couple weeks, 
Uh, we've seen what Aaron Jones can do to the offense, how much it does open things up. And, it, like, against the Bears, the best rush defense, you know, that's quote-unquote or quotation marks, you know, but they technically are the best run defense in the league last week going into it. And you saw Aaron Jones just be able to just dominate the line of scrimmage. Well, that, that is, goes back to the offensive line, which their play, and I'm not keep trying to go around the circle, but the offensive line's play has been absolutely like lights out the last couple of weeks at least. And they're giving Aaron Jones running holes. That's setting things up. So it's a simple part of the game. But if you, if you literally just make Jordan Love make tough decisions, don't give him the easy – you know, across the middle plays of J.D. Reed, those type of guys. Like, if you make him play quarterback like, without the other um, – to have all those extra aspects, then I think, like, we've seen it at times. He gets he can get a little flustered. You know, it, doesn't, it hasn't happened a lot, but there is times where he has gotten flustered. And when they didn't have the run game at all, when Aaron Jones was hurt a lot of the year, that's some of the games that, you know, Jordan Love did play well. So, I mean, Cowboy stopping Aaron Jones, to me, is – way more important to their to trying to win than it is to stop Jordan Love because I think if you stop Jones there's a good chance you're gonna you're at least gonna slow down Jordan quite a bit. Okay, so what's been most surprising to you? The the way that Love has played or the maturation of this offensive line during the season, which at least from afar, and I'm from afar here, seemed to be a little yep. bit in disarray after the Bakhtiari situation at the start of the season. Um you know, it's, you got to go back. Probably, I mean, Jordan. Jordan's. I mean, no one expected Jordan to to be, you know, second in the NFL in touchdown passes. I mean, that that's got to be the number one surprise. All the expectat, you know, are all the. Uh, I don't know. You know, the build up to this Jordan Love era. You know, all the years of waiting, and for him to take this moment and run with it, and you know, continue to build his future stock as far as how much money he's going to make here in the future. That's got to be the number one surprise. I mean, that's just any casual football fan. They're going to notice the quarterback, of course, first over the offensive line. But, yeah, that cannot take away from the offensive line. Like you said, when Bakhtiari went out, um, I think there was a, a little bit more confidence that they could still figure it out because Bakhtiari has not been in the picture the whole year before that pretty much as well. Um, you know, it, it, we, we've seen them work without Bach. Has it been always great without Bach? No. But is he, was he replaceable? I think we've seen that, which is kind of, kind of, you know, not, I mean, not great for Bach, you know, his future with the Packers. I don't believe it is in Green Bay, but um, they've done it without Bach before. Whereas in, they've never done it without Rodgers, you know, 17 years. And for Jordan Love to go in and play like that, that has to be the number one surprise. But you mentioned it earlier. I think, um, honestly, my opinion, the receivers are the biggest surprise of all of them. But you know, I, I don't want to you know keep uh, shouting them out without uh, unsolicited. That's where I'm going next. They're talking with Cody Krupp from yeah, Fox yeah, 11 in Green Bay. Yeah, you did a fine job there. I appreciate it. Thank <laughs> you very much. Uh, so it's a young receiver group. Uh, you know, how has this group improved this quickly? Um, I think they're just they, – they got that it factor. Like, I really think it's just it – give credit to Gutekunst, the general manager, for finding these guys. Like, Damian Wicks, the fifth rounder, absolutely a steal. Jaden Reed is the rookie record holder, franchise record holder in receptions already. Uh, it, they're just like they're, – they're ballers, essentially. Like, they just are so quick, 
so uh, that that just that quick twitch, like with Wicks, it's he's been already compared here, like asked by some of the the longtime beat writers to Lafleur, like how like they see the comparison in Devontae Adams when he was younger. Mm-hmm. It's just like that is such high praise for like how how high Devontae Adams still is seen around Green Bay for his time here, like his ability, which didn't show right away even as a rookie. Like you're saying, like Wicks and Reed are are night and day better than Devontae Adams was, at least his first two years in Green Bay. So that's just, you know, when you're comparing apples to apples, like that is just a crazy comparison to already make. Um, and it's the other receivers that are just like, where where did you come from? I remember like Bull Melton, it was against Tampa Bay. All of a sudden, you look in the backfield, they're in the red zone, and Bull Melton, he's out there at like a running back position or like in the backfield. And we're all looking at each other like, when did Bull Melton, like where the heck did Bull Melton come from? Like name that hadn't been <laughs> talked about all year. And then all of a sudden, you know, has the first 100-yard reception game for a Packer this year. Um, that was against the Vikings last week. I know his numbers, I think he was third in, recep- or third in receiving yards. But the, if you watch play-by-play of his receptions, they were, uh, they were just fantastic. Like the way he has no fear, his, you know, his uh, – um, well, actually, Brisker for the Chicago Bears made a comment about how um, the Packers wide receivers kind of give this cocky swag or whatever. They're always trying to, like, you know, pull face masks or whatever he said to, like, co- co- <clears throat> to cause, like, a, to cause, you know, penalties and stuff to try to get the other side riled up. And that's, I mean, I, I love that. I think that's just, these are rookie guys that are literally – you know, they have no name for themselves before this. They, you know, not necessarily reason to go out and have that, you know, that uh, swag or that um, that fire to them like they do. And they're 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 a, uh, an energy bunny. What do they call that? An energy bunny or like what? The energizer yeah. bunny. Like that's literally what they are. And it's just it's so cool to see their maturation because going into the year, everyone's like, is this how is this even okay that the Packers are going into this season? with the roster at wide receiver that they had. You're like, no, like this can't be, this isn't going to compete. You know, you have rookies and nobody over a second year wide receiver on this entire roster. They're worth like $7 million total. The guy we got rid of, Alan Lazard, is worth like $15 million in himself um, with the Jets now. So it's just, it's, it's really insane how well they have done. And that, I mean, you got to give credit to the scouting department for finding these guys because, you know, it, it it wasn't there at first, like their their knowledge of the play calling system or their knowledge of the plays and being in the right spot and being confident that they're in the right spot, but it has just come around. So we also give credit, you know, the receiving coaching for that too. Like it's just um they are a special, special, special group and they're here for you know, like just like Jordan, they're they're gonna well hopefully Packers do lock up Jordan long term, but they're here for a long time and it's uh regardless of what happens on Sunday the future is bright for the Packers. I don't think, I think most Packer fans are just so happy to be at this point, to be so okay with where the direction of this team is headed that Sunday is just like a little, like a little extra credit or a little like cherry on top to this season. That's already been successful in most people's minds. Okay. Back to LaFleur. How is the quarterback change from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love changed him and altered him as a head coach and or play caller? I think it's gotten him a lot more respect in the NFL. Um, I, 
it, I think he 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 was a good coach. No, you know, no one would say he was a bad coach, but to be considered in the upper echelon of NFL coaches, I don't think that before, even though you have three 13 win seasons followed up by Rogers last year where they didn't make the playoffs, but um, I don't think a ton of people. And then, you know, this is being, you know, here too, this isn't the outside perspective, but in my perspective, he wasn't seen as like an upper echelon of an NFL coach um, Mm -hmm. because he was grandfathered in to, the old regime, the old, uh, you know, the old roster we had and a, a team that wins every year with him or with him or without him. Um, this year, though, his reputation, I think, has completely changed. There was a time where Packer fans were, when the Packers were 2-6, and six, uh, Packer fans were like, you know, it's just, we should get rid of Lafleur. And I was never one. I was like, you guys hold up. You know, no matter what happens, LaFleur is going to be back next year. Like that isn't even going to be in a conversation, but it's gone from that conversation for people to now, like we have one of the best coaches in the NFL because of the job he has done. So I think his own personal um, reputation has taken probably just as much of a jump as a Jordan love or as the receivers or as the linemen, they're all like kind of grouped in together, but LaFleur's respect, I think has. uh, taken another level this year at least locally um his perspective or his uh the outlook fans have of the job he's done which i think some were very unfair for a little while on um the way the packers were playing then again how much could you blame him when at that time you see the roster they have you knew that there was just so much that they were missing that how can any coach come in here and do any better than what lafleur was doing at that point Okay, so we've covered a lot of the good. Uh, The Packers' defense has had some issues. Uh, How would you evaluate that side of the ball? Um, That's another one. Joe Barry, defense coordinator. Um, It was probably four weeks, five weeks ago, where I would have said, you know, guaranteed coming back next year. The defense wasn't – never was lights out, never played – fantastic but they they weren't bad they weren't the reason why the Packers were losing these games in the middle of the season um beginning of the season they were they were they they, they were okay like they weren't like uh nobody was hooting and hollering that it was the defense's fault but then all of a sudden things took like a drastic drastic change like it was from one it was literally like one day where I felt like no matter what like Barry's gonna be back he's done enough the defense has done okay enough to all of a sudden, he needs to be fired. It was the talk all around here, like, Barry's got to go, Barry's, Barry's got to go, Barry's got to go. And I'm not going to say he saved his job the last couple weeks, um, but the defense has stepped up since you saw, like, you know, almost giving up the, the lead late against Carolina. That was kind of the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the end, or like where it really got bad there for a second when you, you have the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young, driving down and, making you guys look silly when you have a lead going in the, in the second half. It was, you know, there was a lot of frustrated people that they'd seen this offense as growth, and then you see the defense just absolutely uh, just let them down. But the last two weeks, they've done a good job. You know, it's uh, the Bears and the Vikings. So it's two different worlds than they're going to be in Jerry's world on Sunday. It's just, you know, I don't see them, I don't see them being overly good um, against the Cowboys, and that could be, you know, that'll probably what undoes them or what ends the season is 
um, the performance on Sunday of the of the defense defense, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. They have the youngest roster in the postseason. Uh, how might that inexperience factor into the game against Dallas on Sunday? Well, I kind of looked at it like the season finale. A lot of people try to compare the 2012 season finale, or I don't know how you – you know what I mean, the 2022-2023 season that mm-hmm. when the Packers played the Lions, there was this – you know, they, they – they let it down. That last game was a letdown against the Lions to get the playoffs. And then you have this year, same exact situation. And I looked at it like these young guys, they, they weren't here last year. They, they didn't, they weren't part of any of that. And they, they don't have like, uh, uh, how do you word it? They don't have, it's kind of house money. It was like, go out there, play loose. You don't have that pressure. It was, it didn't feel like last year was like, when it was the case last year, it felt like the end of the era of Aaron Rodgers, the end of this Packers era. You didn't know at all what was going to happen in the future. You were worried about, you know, was Rodgers going to come back? How was, you know, who who were they going to bring back? Like, wh- who's going to play receiver for them? All these question marks were going into last year's offseason. There was that pressure, final week of the year, to get in the playoffs because you didn't know what the future was going to be. Then one year later, it kind of was a totally different situation, but the same situation where they have to, yes, they got to win to get in the playoffs, but at the same time, there was, oh, there's such a belief that they have figured that they have made the right decisions of who is in that room that there wasn't that pressure to go out and win, that we, the Packers are going to be okay the next five, ten years. No one had that worry. Go out there, play loose, see what happens, and they got it done. And I don't see why they should change. Like the, the kind of the mantra around the locker room this week has been, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And it's not broken right now. Um, they're, they're, what they're doing is working. I don't know if it's, they're just young and don't, you know, overthink the moment, but whatever they're doing, however they're like preparing is how they're going to do it again. And they've been in this situation now three straight weeks, essentially Carolina, you had to win on, I know you would just technically the Packers would have been mathematically still eligible if they had lost that game. But Essentially, since Christmas Eve, you're talking that they have been in the same exact situation where they needed to win, and they haven't let. They, there's been no letdown. They all each week they've showed up, and they don't look like the youngest team since forever. I forgot what the <laughs> statistic is, but it's ridiculous how young this team is. Like you had mentioned. Okay, so last up, uh, do the Packers win on Sunday, or do they at least cover the seven and a half points, which seems to be the almost universal point spread around the world? Um, uh, I don't think they win. No, I do not think they win. Uh, I don't think they cover as well, unfortunately. Um, I think if they do win, that'll be the only way they cover. I don't see this being uh, a close game within one or two scores down the stretch or within a score, you know, I don't, which has been kind of every single game the Packers are in. So, you know, if you're going to look at trends, the Packers have had the ball late with a chance to, to tie or win. And they've also in a lot of games they've had, um, they've had the ball, they've gone up late in a game where they've been the ones to take the lead and then they've given it up late. I don't necessarily see that being the case. I see Packers either, getting the win or getting blown out. So I don't see that cover. I, I, I wouldn't put my money anywhere near the spread on that one, but I, the money line, I, I think Cowboys will get the job done. Um, I, in my opinion, probably be like 10, 14. 
I think it might get away from the Packers. I don't think their defense has played any team to that level in a long time on offensive side of the football. You know, between Tampa, Carolina, uh, New York, the Vikings, Chicago, they've made some of those teams look like they could be the Cowboys' level of talent, but they aren't those talented level. And the Packers, yes, they've done okay, but this is a whole other, a whole other world on Sunday. And like I said, though, people are still happy. Like it's not, it won't be the world falling mm-hmm. apart if the Packers do lose on Sunday in Green Bay. Cody, this has been great. I appreciate the time. Thanks, and have fun. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. You guys enjoy the warm. It's really cold here this week. Hey, it's like 30 degrees here. People are in a panic, including me. So there we go. Oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, next, next week, Monday, it's a uh, high of one degree yeah. and low of yeah. like eight degrees on Monday. So we're, uh, I lived yeah, in Chicago a for a few. For a wild yeah. Card in yeah, I lived in Chicago for a while. I understand, uh, you know, I'm talking, you know, what, what am I saying here, right? <laughs> so, so thanks for no, the time. I, I and uh, We have been spoiled, though. Yep. That, that's true. Yeah, have fun and stay warm. There you go. Thanks. Thank you, sir. You guys have a good one. You too. Cody Krupp of Fox 11 in Green Bay.